You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about the fact that we may all be doing trials wrong. Now, before we get into the episode, make sure you head on over to Facebook and you have joined Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners if you are a gym owner. You've joined All-Star Coaches and Owners if you are an All-Star Coach or a Coach and Owner. And you've gone over to nextgenowners.com to check out our website and make sure you're subscribed to all of our great information and emails. Lastly, make sure you share this podcast with someone who would get something out of it. And if you love the podcast and you're not already subscribed, please think about subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss any other great future episodes. We release every Tuesday and Saturday. Now, this whole concept of we may all be doing trials wrong actually came out of a call I was doing today with a client where we were doing a little bit of a deep dive into her trials. And we were looking at the fact that she does quite a bit of trials, but they're struggling to have a really high conversion rate. And we were trying to assess why that might be. And we were looking at some of the usual culprits, which could be um, not asking them to convert, could also also be uh, the culprit of not having great classes or not having good engagement with the client during the process or them feeling like they are not an important member of the gym. Um, All of those things might be reasons why people are not converting. But as we were talking about it, I kind of came to the realization that we may all actually be doing trials wrong. And this came from starting to talk about her class structure, and knowing uh, some of the original advice she had started with when she was building this program, because it was some of the same advice uh, I and the other next-gen owners were following when we first started to dip our foot into the trial and rec classes a little bit more aggressively. And it came out of discussing the fact that she was still offering unlimited recreational classes for one singular price. And uh, I'm a huge proponent of do not do that. And that will be a different episode of why you should not do unlimited classes. Uh, But it's a pretty simple uh, reason. But there are a number of reasons that you do not want to do unlimited classes. And I'm speaking as someone who did it once and learned the hard way. But in trials, um, I think a lot of us are doing it really, really incorrectly. And this is myself included, although we've made some significant adjustments uh, to our trial program. And I think we're on the right track. And I'm actually going to be making some changes to what we offer for trials um, To a- after I've kind of come to this realization. Now, I'm going to be fully honest with you, fully transparent. I do not have any statistical data to back up this theory and what I am going to talk to you about. So if you do not want to test this out in your gym or you just think I'm crazy, that's totally fine. But I'm going to speak with to you with what I'm thinking and why I think we may all be doing trials a little bit wrong. Now, the way I started with trials was 
uh, a certain amount of weeks. I think we did uh, six weeks of classes for $69 and you could uh, come to as many classes as you wanted. It was like an unlimited trial. This was also when we were offering unlimited class membership. So you basically were getting the exact membership for less price. Uh, and it was uh, not a crazy amount less. It was probably about a 45% savings. And I don't want to go into a whole episode of all the different things that people mess up in trials. I just want to talk about what I think that we may all be doing wrong. Uh, so that was how we started. And then uh, we switched to, you know, you do a trial. And I think our our most recent trial is four weeks of tumbling for $69. And you can pick up to three classes to attend. And you get to attend those classes and determine uh, what classes you like best. And while I know exactly what I was thinking when I, I set up this structure with Tori, which was, you know, we want them to be able to, you know, figure out what they like a lot because we do have a lot of options in our classes. You can take basic tumbling, you can take certain age level tumbling, you can take cheer and tumble, you can take um, a ninja class. Like we have a bunch of different offerings for people. And so, they may not know where to start. So for the trial, you know, let's let them pick a couple classes that they might want to fit with. But the problem is, is that trials should be like samples. They shouldn't be a tasting menu. And I think this is where some people are going wrong and where all of us may be going a little bit wrong when it comes to converting. Now, can you still convert with this mistake? Yes, you can, because I'm proof positive that you can do it. But it I think it actually makes the conversions a little bit harder. It makes the sale, the close, more difficult because when I go to sell someone, I say, yeah, uh, you got the last four weeks for $69 and you got to attend three classes a week if you wanted to. Most people don't, but you could have. And so if you are, it makes it an even tougher sell. And now I think you should sign up for a membership. And for that membership, for the low, low price of $119 a month, you get one class a week and one 30-minute supplemental class that you can attend if you would like to. That's a So you're telling me that I got to pay $69 for a month uh, to attend three classes a week, or I can pay $119 for a month to attend one class a week. So you got essentially... Uh, three months worth of programming for the price of $69 if you attended three classes a week. And now I'm going to make you upgrade to $119 a month. So now I, I have some other things that I will clarify on that that I think help us convert, but I think that's an error. That That is actually an error when it comes to doing trials because the goal of a trial is to convert someone to a membership for it to be a low barrier offer and a way for people to test things out and see if your program is a good fit. But like I said, trials should be like samples and not a tasting menu. And what I mean by this, and I use this example in my call, is when I go to a frozen yogurt store and I want to test the flavor, they give me one of those itty bitty micro cups. It's like a tablespoon. And it's enough to get a mouthful of frozen yogurt and taste it. They don't give me a ginormous bowl and say, test out which one you want and just go for it. Or when I'm going through Costco and I'm, you know, walking around around the lunchtime when they have all the samples out, they have a ton of little samples, but they're like itty bitty bites 
of the product or little sips of the product. And their goal is for me to taste it and go, man, I like that. I want to go buy it now. So I'm getting something very, very small that's a sample and I'm getting to decide whether or not I like it and then go buy it. Now, we want our trial program to be a little bit more like that. Not exactly because those samples are free and we are charging, but we want them to be able to sample our program. We don't want them to have the full tasting menu where they can get a portion of everything on the menu, which if you actually you know, factored that out, if you went to a restaurant and ordered a tasting menu of all the things and you were to order each one of those things individually, uh, it would be, you know... $200, we wouldn't want to offer that tasting menu for 10. Now you can offer a tasting menu, but that's, again, that's not what we're doing. In a trial, we're not offering a tasting menu. And if you are offering a tasting menu, then it needs to be priced accordingly, uh, which means it needs to be a, a decently high price, maybe even more than your regular class membership, which then defeats the, the purpose of a trial program because the purpose of a trial program is as a low barrier offer to get people involved. So again, I go back to, they should be samples and not tasting menus. And I think that is an error that we may all throughout the industry be doing wrong. And it is making our conversions more difficult, not impossible, but more difficult. The number two concept is trials shouldn't get access to everything in the gym. Now, this is not something that I think we necessarily do wrong, but it is something that we've recently implemented in the last year, and we've actually seen our conversions increase. So we have membership pricing for just about everything. We have membership prices on Pro Shop, membership prices on private lessons, membership prices on clinics. Everything we do has some sort of a membership price. So if you are an active member in the gym, meaning you're on an all-star team or you're registered under a class membership or you are participating in some sort of regular membership class, you get a, a membership price on Open Gym, you get discounted pricing on a bunch of different things. Now, when we do our discounts, remember, you always want your discounts to be your what you need to be making, and then your non-member pricing is a step above. You're not setting this is what I need to make and then discounting it for your members because you'll end up losing money because the bulk of your people will be members. So you need to set it accordingly, but there should be a perk for being a member. They're getting it for a discounted rate uh, because they're a member. And our trials don't get membership pricing because they're not members yet. That again, adds exclusivity to becoming a member. So we maintain the trial still get a great experience, but they don't get all the membership perks. They don't get to do all the membership things because if I get everything for the trial price, why would I be incentivized to pay more? Well, maybe if I just, I really love it that much and I don't ever want it to end, then, okay, you're telling me this is what it's going to cost and that's what I'm going to pay. But then we're relying on our trial to love it that much, which maybe you run a great program and maybe that is the case. And kudos to you if you do that, but you're making your sale harder. You're making your close harder when you try to convert this person to a membership. So just remember, trials shouldn't be getting access to every single thing, every single perk. Our trials also don't get access to our supplemental classes. I mentioned before we have uh, you know, a regular class and then we have a 30-minute supplemental class. 
a lot of our members don't attend their 30-minute supplemental classes that they can attend. Some do, a lot don't. And it is just a, it's a way to incentivize people to convert to memberships. Hey, this is a class you don't get in the trial. Um, it also makes it so you're not really getting only one class a week. You can take two classes. Just one is only 30 minutes and it's a supplemental class. And for us, it actually works great because it just keeps my staff busy when they would normally have breaks and things like that. It makes it so I can pay them for their shift and keep them busy throughout it. My last point on this is it's similar to everything we just mentioned on not the tasting menu and they shouldn't get access to everything, but it's just putting it in another way. And you have to stop putting out on the first date is the best way I can describe it. And I know that's a little bit crass and I'm sure Danielle is rolling her eyes if she is listening to it, but I, I kept it relatively professional. You, you, can't, you can't give them everything. You can't, you can't put out on the first date. You've got you've to keep them wanting more right? If we just give them the world and we let people come in and they get to take every single class and they get access to all the best instructors and all the best pricing and all the bestest things, yes, they may have the time of their life. But then when we go to convince them to pay us a whole bunch more, it's like, well, I've already gotten everything. I have nothing else to work towards. And so it makes it a much more difficult sale. So you've You've got to keep that in mind. And I think a lot of people in their trial program, in an effort to make the experience amazing, are completely putting out on the first date. They're giving it, they're giving them everything. In fact, they're giving people a level of service that they can't come to actually expect when they become members. And this is another thing I've seen with some um, gyms that we've worked with where they do a great job in their trial and then people become members and they start to feel like they don't actually matter because you're putting all your energy into the trial person. You're, you know, giving the trial people cookies and you're writing their name on the board and you're making them feel special and you're doing all of those things. And then it's like, okay, now you're paying me a higher rate and you're coming regularly and you're just another number. You're just another checkbox in Jackrabbit or a number in iClass Pro that I can see that we have this many enrollments. And people don't like to feel like that. So you've, you've got to make sure that you're not just giving them everything and, and going full bore uh, at the beginning and then letting that slide. So you got to stop, you got to stop doing that so early on in the relationship and set people's expectations. You want to take good care of them, but you want to take good care of all of your clients. And you want to, again, you want to leave those trials wanting more. Now, trials are something that we in NextGen really specialize in. Um, I am actually having to hold back on going in and talking for the next hour about trials and all the different things you should be doing and nuances of trials and how to make them really, really effective in your gym. And I would actually, in fact, argue that we have really written the book in how to use trials to effectively grow your recreational tumbling program or recreational programs in general. And you're just getting a glimpse right now into a new chapter of the book. As we continue to refine our processes, I think we're going to find that this theory that I have is, is fairly accurate. And you can still do trials. You can still do trials. And you can still give people a taste of what you offer and still have it be a great experience without giving them the full tasting menu, without making your conversions more difficult. And it will actually make your conversions easier. I really think you can make your conversions easier if you modify your trial program a little bit and you stop making this mistake that so many of us are making in giving people everything. 
If you need help with how to start up a trial program, or if you don't even know why you would want a trial program, or know if it's the right fit or the right time for you to do it, then it is absolutely time for you to go on over to nextgenowners.com and get on a call and learn about joining the academy. We have outstanding coaches waiting to help you take your business to become the business of your dreams. We are here for you. We are in your corner. That is our entire mission in life. And every single coach that is coaching for us now has been in your shoes and they're still in your shoes. They're still out there working in the industry. They're still professionals. They are still running gyms or working directly in gyms on the daily basis. These are people who care about gym owners because they themselves are and have been. Okay, that you can't get any better people in the industry than the people we have coaching for us. And I happen to think they're really great coaches because they've been through our next gen training. They know our way. Now, as I mentioned, I think that this is something that a lot of us are doing wrong when it comes to trials. And if you're running trials, this may be something that you're listening to and you're like, shoot, I'm I, I'm I'm not doing this. You know, Dan's telling He's saying exactly what I'm doing and he's saying it might be wrong. And here's my caveat to that. If you have a conversion rate of 90% or more, keep doing what you're doing. I, I would not, uh, I would not change things too much. I would not go out on, uh, some, some test to see if you can get to that 99%. Now that'd be great. But if you're at 90% or more, man, you're killing it. If you're at 75 to 90%, then you can think about it. If you're below 75%, something's wrong. And if you don't know how to calculate what your percentage of trial conversion is, that's something you need to fix. And again, that's something we can help with. So as you leave this episode, what I want you to do is I want you to take a deep look at your trial program. If you are running a trial program, take a look at it and assess, are we giving them a sample or are we giving them access to the full menu for a reduced price? Are we giving them access to everything that we offer? Or are we just giving them uh, a glimpse into what being a member in our program is like? And at the end of it, are we putting out on the first date and leaving them not needing or wanting anything else from us in the future? So you look at those things, make that assessment. And if you find that you have some holes in your process, then look at how you can adjust it. Now, I, I would have to do a whole other po podcast on how to like actually break all those things down, but... Figure out how to adjust your program so they're not getting access to everything. So you're truly giving them what is a trial, what is a sample for a reduced rate. That's still a good experience that will then convert them into being long-term, happy, paying clients. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, make sure you share it with someone who would get something out of it. If you're looking for other great contact, as always, I'm going to recommend Jason Larkins with the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. It is absolutely fantastic. Great podcast, great friend, great coach, uh, just absolutely phenomenal guy to listen to. And with that, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.